Everybody, and welcome to the series, Mind Hacks to Actually Reach Your Goals. This series was designed to be about eight to ten minutes a day over the period of a period of time, a few weeks, to literally go through what are the practical steps that we need to take to take our lives from where we are to where we got to be. Thanks for joining us, and uh, let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Episode 17 of Hacking Your Brain to Achieve Your Goal, uh, the new normal. Okay, let's get into it. So now we're, we built the routines, right? Like, let's, let's just like take stock. Stick week. Last episode. Stick week. Stick with it. You don't want to do it. You're sticking with it, right? It's going to get easier. It always does. At some point, whatever, whatever, whatever long it takes you, at some point becomes the new normal. But the problem is, is that in order to maintain something, you have to change your normal. Now, what do I mean? So let me, let me give you a, let's, let's take a step back. There's a concept called mimetic desire, mimetic theory. It was a theory created by a social science philosopher, René Girard. And he posited this incredible theory in which basically human beings create desire. Desire comes in with us based on a model, right? What that means is when you have desire, the desire didn't come from nowhere. It came from something that you saw. So when you see things, which makes sense now that we learned to the world of, of neuroplasticity, but it, we didn't really delve into it from the place of desire, right? Neuroplasticity creates connections. Yeah, but what Girard posited in mimetic desire is not only does it create connections, it actually creates desires. So the desires that me and you have in many ways isn't inherently ours. It's not like we were, some of them are, but for the most part, they're not. We have deep spiritual desires. Maybe the visualization and the, the, the eulogy will bring that out. Great. We have natural needs. Great. But much of what we desire in life is really only because the environment created a model that we looked at and said, hey, I like that. And then all of a sudden that we said, hey, I want that. And then we said, hey, I need that. And if you need proof, go to any teenager and you will see that exact process. They walked to school. They didn't need that coat. They didn't know it existed. They come back and go, hey, I want to get this coat. And you're like, okay. And then they say, well, hey, I need, I want the coat. And then all of a sudden they need the coat. So it's their internal desire that didn't exist until someone in the class got the coat, right? Look at how fashion works. Someone walks into a room, they look a little bit off, but it's fashionable and everyone sees them and all that has to happen is after a while, everyone's like, I got to get that. And now there's a run on that thing that everybody wants. Well, no one wanted it a year ago, right? It's an incredible thing. Fashion is the greatest con of all time. They just make up stuff, make it look a certain way, put it on certain looking people. And the next thing you know, everybody thinks it's fashionable and everybody wants it. And they just keep on making up stuff. It's like the best business ever. Every year you make up new, every season you make up new stuff and everyone needs new stuff. Where is that? It's, it's, they're tapping into your mimetic desire. They're playing games always. Are you kidding me? The marketing world today is neuroscience 101. They want you to do something. They're tapping. And this has been going on forever. They're, they're tapping into what you want. When you look at cars or 
or or vacations or whatever it is that they're selling you they're not selling you the car they're selling you the image they're selling you what it what it means the identity what it means for you and your success and then you go i want to be successful i want to have this i want to be able to be with these people i want to feel like i have a car i want, I, I, I need the car mimetic desire you know why is it so critical for it? because what it tells us is that where you are changes what you want. If you hang out with people that are all going for their PhDs, you're going to want to study more. And if you hang out with people that think that PhDs are a waste of time and they're all starting businesses, you're going to start a business for the most part. Now, there are people that are counterculture. And if that's you, great. But most people, even when they're counterculture, because they hang out with people that are counterculture, it's another mimetic desire, which is desire to be counterculture. Okay, back to habits. You have a habit. You're building a habit, right? The problem is that after stick week, you want to keep this going. And let me tell you something. You still have a lot of neuroplasticity that's against this habit. It could take years, years to fully prune out the old stuff. So you always have to be on your game. You never allow yourself. You know, the I was talking to somebody who is very big into 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 personal health, and he says to me, right around Jewish holiday times is a big drop off. Why? Because people come in, they they go to the gym, they're training. Jewish, there are two critical Jewish holidays for those that are not familiar that are like week and a half long. It's, it's Passover and and, and Sukkot, Pesach and, and and Sukkot. Right? They're they're long holidays, and there's tons of holiday days, and there's tons of food, and people aren't. They're eating, they're chilling, they're not really in their routine. And it's a real break of the routine. It's not a day, a weekend, a Shabbat, it's time. So this health person was telling me that the time of just not being involved, eating what you want, not working out, not exercising, over the period of time starts to, like it brings back those neuro connections. And then eh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then the week back, you come back to work and you're like, ah, I can't. And then you wait another week. And next thing you know, it's three weeks. And all those old neural connections start popping up. So when you're through stick week, you got to come up with a plan to enable you to stick with this process or else you're going to fall back. And how do you do that? Well, you need a new normal. You need to be connected to something that's going to enable you to have an environment in which your new habit is normal. So if you are choosing something in health, now be careful, but you have to, you know, find someone else doing it with you, right? Be part of something in which health is considered to be normal, and then your normal will be this new habit. That's why King David said, if your temptations rise on you, if your gates are hard, your evil inclination comes after you drag them to the study hall. Why? Just say fight the evil temptations. The answer is because in the study hall, usually there are people that are pretty good at handling their temptations. So if you're in a study hall, if you're around people that are growing in their spirituality and you've got a temptations, your mimetic desire shifts immediately. So if you're making changes in your life, you have to take stock on the environment that brought you to the other place. Friends, the, the, it doesn't have to be you have to create a whole new set of friends. But are you involved in things that inspire you if you want to be more inspired? Are you volunteering if you want to be more generous? Well, if you volunteer, not just give, you know, 
give, but if you're going to give and get involved, you're around people that are giving, right? If you are, if you want to be a better parent, you need to join a parenting group or a few people get together and, and, and on Zoom or live work on their parenting. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're, you're never going to give this up because you got a crew of people doing it together. If you do this habit enough times and share it with your friends and show how it's really helped your life and invite them to do it with you, the chance of you dropping that habit is really low, mimetic desire. With me? One more thing. Before you go, this is like an outgrowth of it, which is making it public. Now, this is a very delicate balance. We don't have a lot of time to talk about it. I don't mean being arrogant. Most of growth should take place quietly. Better to stay quiet than to brag after you did something twice. However, when something that you do becomes public, not like to the world public, but even to the people around you public, we all have this social need to not be embarrassed. Wherever you are, there is a medic desire to feel like you're doing and not always failing. And when you make your habits a little more public, not in an arrogant way, you basically are creating a higher threshold to ensure you're going to keep on going. So understand that your brain has this thing called mimetic desire. And by leveraging it, right, you have it, you create the, 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 the habit. Now you go through stick week and you're sticking with it. While you're going through stick week, start figuring out what the environment's going to look like so that this maintains in a normal way so that people around you, this is what the new standard of behavior is. It's not an exception anymore. How I treat my kids, how I live my life, spirituality, health, whatever. I want to be around people that are aligned with the way I want to be. As you know, the adage goes, you are the average of your five closest friends. I don't know if it's true or not, but it feels true. And there's a, there's a uh, philosophical theory to back it up called mimetic desire. Okay. So while you're building this, you built it, you stuck with it. Now you got to find the context in which this thing becomes part of your life and feels normal. Thank you everybody for joining us in the series. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helped. I hope it really made a difference in your life. And for those that uh, tagged us on social media and shared it, for those that left the podcast review, for those that shared it with your friends, um, we'll share it on your status. We appreciate it. It means a lot to us that you felt comfortable enough to share this with others of people that you care about. If you missed a day, make sure to check out the show notes for the link to the entire series. You can join us um, on the Unlocking Greatness Insider community by going to charlieharari.com backslash insiders. And we look forward to hearing your feedback um, on Instagram and on Twitter and YouTube and WhatsApp and everything else. But really, really appreciate your time and attention and look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks again.